Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Go! I'm gonna wake you up early cause I'm gonna take a ride with you. We're going down to the Honda shop, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Put on a ragged sweatshirt, I'll take you anywhere you want me to. It's all right. Second gear. A lean fast. Third gear. Hang on tight. It's all right. It's not a big motorcycle, just a groovy little motorbike. It's more fun than a barrel of monkeys at two wheel bike. We'll ride on out of the town to any place I know you like. It's all right. Second gear. A lean fast. Third gear. Hang on tight. It's all right. It climbs the hills like a mattress because my Honda's built really light. Welcome to episode 164 of the Afterbody Podcast. Joined this evening by, well, what, what, what should I call you? My toast? Do you want to you use your real name? Do you want to... That just call you that widow son? Uh, Mitos, Bondo, whatever you want. I don't care. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan's good. I like Nathan. I like Nathan, because that's the name that shows up when he talks. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And, uh, of course, we are always joined by Worshipful Producer Bruce. Gentlemen, good evening. Uh, I'm here. Eastern tyrant of our local Pennsylvania Lodge. Tyrant is a good word. Like telling me I can't I, do the things you know, I want to do. I've been waiting years to say this. I take affront to you guys claiming that you're from Pennsylvania because we all know you're not. I am from Pennsylvania. What? Aren't we? Harlan? Where what? I thought you guys we were from like, Pennsylvania. Guys we not? Springfield. You're from you're from everywhere and nowhere. We're right. And the, the I mean we're kind of all over the universe, and I always thought that uh, Pennsylvania was the center of the universe. No, Pennsylvania is the greatest Masonic district, but you're not from here because otherwise you'd be doing it the right way and you don't. So, you know. I think we're doing it like Ben Franklin. Isn't he, uh, isn't he one of your own? So we're playing it up with, uh, with you know, cocaine and loose women. We are from whatever lodge each individual listener is from. That's <laughs> where we are. Uh, <laughs> we are lodge omnipresent. Actually, Nathan, we've been waiting on you to come on the show for a long time. Uh, ever since you, uh, you yeah, were coming to visit us, and I was then supposed to be in lo- I was supposed to be in like episode twenty. Yeah, uh, and then we way were, back in the day, we've and been sitting in the lodge dining room waiting on you, and you you yeah. never showed up. 
to this day. Well, until this day. Well, you know, when you when you ride a motorcycle fourteen hundred miles to get somewhere, you you tend to be a little tired and not want to ride it another fifty miles to the lodge at ten o'clock at night. You know, we ordered Little Caesars for you. <laughs> you ordered Little Caesars. Little Caesars doesn't deliver, dude. So no, you no, ordered. that that's my point. Somebody exactly. Had to we went it. and got Little Caesars. <laughs> go get Little Caesars for you. We spent tens yeah. of dollars. Oh no, you, you got uh, a pizza. Why? Oh, you are not ready when you come to Pennsylvania for real. Yeah, so uh, I actually I, I can't yell at you too much because I was supposed to come to Pennsylvania for the MRF conference that year, where all of my lodge brothers sent which me a was, photo. Which was actually in my lodge, hosted by a very good friend of mine, uh, who is in another lodge, Fritz Lodge, out of Conshohocken, uh, and you did not come. So yeah, and we had a very very large turnout, which was amazing. Harlan and I have a long and hallowed tradition of uh, disappointing yes. people. Yes. Uh, sir, we are not about to stop that anytime soon. Yeah, you should ask our parents. <laughs> and, and since you bring it up, uh, I, I do want to give big props to Brian Scoff, who uh, is my friend that, that ran that MRF conference. He really went out of his way to make sure everybody had a good time, and he did an amazing job. Um, there were a lot of hurdles, you know, our, for, for anybody that doesn't know and isn't from Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania, um, the Grand Lodge is actually a museum. So we're very limited on what we can do in the building and what we can't do in the building. And, you know, uh, things like that. We're very limited on, on places to stay nearby that are affordable. And he just, he did an amazing job and, I, I really want to congratulate him on that. I do. I know he does listen. I don't know if he comments on the subreddit or anything, but he actually does listen to you guys. So, cool. Lots of people comment on the subreddit, but then Bruce deletes most of them. So, shh. Yes. I, I I believe the word is moderate, Harlan. Can we can we give me the benefit of that at least, please? So the uh, <laughs> the secret that we don't really want anyone to know is that there is no moderation on the oh, subreddit. Oh no. Because we weren't Bruce supposed to tell anybody that. I was not the only one. There was somebody name. else. There were several admins on that subreddit, and all of them are you. No, no, sir. I was just one. Oh, and Jason. Somebody, y'all never made me an admin, so like I can't create admins because I'm not one. And then now we've just got the Wild West of Reddit. I think Jason still has it. Maybe. Maybe. Think he's forgotten his password by now? Should the uh, opportunity no, because he uses the same account on, uh, on on the other subreddit. Oh, okay. For that other podcast. Well, why don't you get him to make you an admin so that we don't risk uh, you know Nathan or somebody doing something awful to our subreddit? I can do that. Hey, you just want me to do that so I can make you if, one. If anyone is going to do anything awful, it's going to be me. We all know. Yes. Yes, we we know that's that's what I'm concerned about. So while we have him distracted, Bruce, on the show, I'm on it. Why don't you go fix that? Taking care of it right now. Uh, oh, I I should mention uh, how how we came to know Nathan in the first place, um, which was on IRC back in the way back day, 
like when it was first started, when it was over on, it was on Freenode, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kyle and myself started it on Freenode, uh, Soulfire. Yep. Who was a, at the time, he wasn't even a member uh, of the fraternity. He was a petitioner of my lodge uh, here in Pennsylvania. And then um, he became a member and then he defected. The to rat. California, I think. Yeah, the rat. He uh, he moved back to uh, his hometown in outside San Jose, and he's a member out there now. So was he raised there, or was he just initiated? No, he was raised here. Uh, he got all three degrees here, and he lived here for about a year after his raising before he moved back. Yeah, but... Uh, that's the guy, Bruce, that we were planning the trip to uh, to go see his master mason degree. That's right. And then it got rescheduled. And, 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 and again, you didn't, yes. you didn't, you didn't show. That one was you on know. you guys because you rescheduled. We had already taken off work. You know, you yeah, that didn't that show. So you know, you owe me two, and I only owe you one. So. Plus some little Caesar. Yeah. Well, well, in all fairness. We have a, a two Michelin star caterer in our Grand Lodge. So, you know, two plus the caterer. So what you're saying is he could accurately reproduce a Little Caesar's pizza. No. Yeah. No. You can't, uh, you can't reproduce Little Caesar's. I mean, you have to actually go figure out how to put AIDS on a pizza. <laughs> they don't teach that in catering school. You have to be a negative star Michelin chef. <clears throat> Actually, that's uh, that's what happened to Magic Johnson. He he sold his his oh. stuff to to Little Caesars. Oh, Harlan, that's terrible. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Who's got so, a so Tony was supposed to be here tonight, and what about right. half an hour ago? He was like, "Well, I'll be there in a few minutes," and we sat here and waited on him for I don't like yep. twenty minutes. Never showed. So thanks, Tony. I'm sure about five minutes before we end the show, he will. Yes, on. he was. Uh, he said he was playing Mr. Mom, which yeah, I guess, like, isn't his son like a member of the lodge? His son you know, was his son's the, our uh, age, the junior past master of our lodge. Yeah, so his son's our age. How could he be playing Mr. Mom? Well, unless what he means by that is because his wife is uh, having some difficulties, he has to clean up after himself. <laughs> Which could probably take a while. Which, if you, if oh, you know. fair, he's never had to do before. <laughs> he has yeah. to cook his own dinner. It's the end of the world. There's, there's a lot of mustard to clean up. <laughs> mustard and arm hair. Ugh. Ugh. Mustard in the arm hair. Arm yes. hair in the mustard. Yes, that is that is what he does. I don't know That's if you've heard us like describe this when we're when we're at therapy or not, but like at lodge, he will take a half-empty bag of potato chips and squirt mustard all down in it and then crunch it up in the bag and then just start scooping just it out. Like with his hand. Okay, okay, I've heard oh. enough. Yeah, oh, let's, let's move on. Oh, that's not even the worst, like, Tony eating food stories we could tell. But they all involve mustard. Uh, <laughs> and arm hair. Yes. All right, so uh, Nathan, you've you've never been on the show before. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you? Uh, I am a master mason from the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I live in Philadelphia area. I work in IT. 
I'm smarter than Harlan, which isn't saying much. Yowza. Uh, and I'm also a prominent member of the Widow Sons Masonic Writers Association, which prominent I'm trying yeah prominent as in everybody hates me i don't know why no <laughs> oh like this podcast is prominent yeah yeah oh, that makes sense yeah you know um but uh for years i've been trying to get on here and you know schedules have just never synced up but um basically the plan has always been to get on here and talk about the widow sons because there's a lot of misinformation or disinformation or just Un, for lack of a better word, unknowledge, because I know that's not a word. Ignorance. Uh, yes, uh, about us. So, um, basically, the the common spiel that we give out at any kind of lodge presentation is that um, we're an association of motorcyclists that are master masons. Uh, our goal is to bring the light of masonry to the world of motorcycling and to bring the world of motorcycling to masonry. Um, you guys have one percenters? No. And for anybody that doesn't know, one percenters are considered outlaws. They are felons and such and such that, uh, you know, hell's angels, that kind of thing. And no, we don't, we don't have anybody like that. His members. Uh, a lot of our members are uh, EMTs, policemen. You know, just like any other Mason, they're all all different uh, all different kinds of lines of work and things like that. Um, so, yeah. Um, but do you guys have any questions? I mean, I don't. I don't want to just sit here and talk about it. Well, I'm sure how, uh, how, how how strict are you on the bikes? Like, are are, are guys who who ride trikes are they allowed in? Is there is there a guy in the back who drives the van? Is that a thing? Or Bruce on his moped? Um, it depends on the state. It's different in every state. Uh, it's just like Grand Lodges. You know, there is no overarching national body. Um, so each state is governed independently. Um. And each state is different, but for the most part, it's all about the same. Trikes are allowed as long as they're a trike. You know, there are certain kinds of trikes that are have been around for a while that aren't really a trike. Like uh, the new, what's it called, the Sidewinder from Can-Am. It's got a steering wheel and seat belts. Hmm. If it's got a steering wheel and seat belts, it's not a motorcycle. It's right out. Um, it, it actually that one in particular is to the point where here in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Department of Transfer uh, Transportation has actually classified them as a different vehicle. They're now a fourth vehicle type, which is oh, wait, there car. were three. Uh, yes, motorcycles, cars, and trucks. Oh, so like big rigs. Trucks, yes, like commercials. Yes, like okay. Commercial vehicles. Um, so now there's actually a fourth type, which is three wheeled cars for that specific type of car. Interesting. Um, because people were trying to register them as motorcycles and drive them with a motorcycle license. And they're not. Um, but yeah, if it's like a Harley trike or even like a Can Am Spider, we have a lot of those in. in um, we've got a lot of sport bikes, a lot of cruisers. I ride a touring bike. Really? Um, Around here, I was told that uh, my Honda would be less than welcome. 
Hmm. That is not the case at all. Oh. I, I actually more because I got married, so it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. But no, I actually know the chapter president in your area. He's a very nice guy. He himself rides a Honda. He rides the same Honda I do. No kidding. Uh, Father Tony has just joined us. Tony, look, he's covered mustard. Father Tony, with your presence. Hey, hello, everybody. Glad to glad to see you guys. Hey, uh. Welcome back, Tony. Uh, you weren't here last week when we uh, had the the real Father Tony on. I looked up on uh, uh, the After Lodge podcast thing, Reddit, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's it, ours. I, I don't. I, no, it's not. We have no control over it. Remember? <laughs> I, I just meant Reddit. I don't know general. how to look it. Well, I don't know how to actually look it up. Harlan saved it on my. Uh, computer one time, and that's how, and I just click on that favorite button. I, other than that, I'd never be able to find it. So if if that button and, were uh, to disappear, think, you would never be on there again. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, Harley would have to hook me up again. But uh, I see where they had the other Father Tony, and I was like, oh hell, oh hell no! I, I got to come back on and set the world straight. He was talking all kinds of good stuff about Gnosticism and spirituality and magic. I think it's pronounced Gnosticism. Yes. Uh, it is part of the GNU Foundation. Yeah. Like, like Bologna? Yes. Who's, who's uh, Nathan? Nathan, Tony, say something. Talk this for a little Nathan. bit until so your picture will pop up. I'm Nathan. Hi, Tony. How are you? Are you, are you the black guy or the white guy? That's so <laughs> racist. Uh, no, no, I mean, there's, there's I'm two the of you there. I'm the honky. Okay. Okay. Yes, he is. Uh, that, he's great. the guy that stood us up at Lodge that night when you came over. We had a special guest uh, riding over from like Pennsylvania. Years ago. Okay. We, we ordered Little Caesars and we sat there and sat there and sat there and fell asleep and. and nobody, you wouldn't let anybody eat the pizza because you're afraid he's going to show Really, up. with this again? With yes. This again? Yes. <laughs> we, we already went over this like 15 minutes ago. Well, you, I don't know if you've listened you, to the show lately. You stood me up twice. This is how this works, what? is Tony shows up late, and then we have to rehash everything we've done up to that point. What is on your chin? I uh, believe that's a gerbil. My chin or his chin? You're Nathan's chin. That's my beard. <laughs> Son, um, how, long, <laughs> how long have you been trying to grow that? Great. Now he's now he's gonna insult my beard. In that picture, about two weeks. You might want to start over. <laughs> don't really that picture that picture actually that picture is taken when I was in and it was two oh. weeks, so it's two years ago. Yeah. That's fine. That that picture was taken at the fairground outside or as you would say. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the the carpet doesn't match the drapes there because your beard is red <laughs> and your hair is black. So something's not something's going on here. Uh, my you, hair is red. It's just it looks different in the light. Okay, and you you look like an overweight Scooby Doo guy. Uh, what, what's his what's his name? Shaggy. Yeah, you look like a, I don't mean oh, you're not overweight. Yes, I look like Fat color. Shaggy. Thank you. you. Do, you uh, I've like also been shaggy. told I look like Penn from Penn and Teller. You know, that's a good one because I have long hair now. Um, who else have I been told I look like? 
Uh, Peter from the Family Guy. You look a little yes, bit like. Yes, definitely. You got, you got that definitely chin Peter thing going on. Guy. Yeah. Uh, Tony okay. Nathan here is a prominent member of the Widow Sons. Prominent, as in they're oh, they're trying to kick me out. I think the Hiram's Angels, if you will. Oh God! Please are don't you... say that. <laughs> By any chance, are you like a hot dog fanatic? Uh, uh, actually, yes, I love hot dogs. I love hot dogs too. I just thought it would be cool if you had Nathan's and he loved hot dogs. So that would. Yeah. Actually, I hate, Nathan, I hate Nathan's hot dogs. I prefer Stewart's I out of like Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, I don't like Nathan's either, but I just thought it would be neat if you were like, like semi-related to that guy. But tell me about the Widow Sons. Now, who are they? Is that like? A- uh, it's a oh Masonic motorcycling or- organization, Masonic Mo- uh, Masonic Riders Association. Uh, it's all across the country. It's actually all across the world. We're in nineteen different countries now. Um, <clears throat> we basically ride motorcycles and tries to raise money for charity. Uh, here in Pennsylvania, we raise money for the uh, Masonic Children's Home, which is two now because of uh, money raised by us and donated by other people. Uh, we're expanding to a second home in Swakely, Pennsylvania. The first home has been running for 100 years in Elizabethtown. Um, mm-hmm. And there's approximately 60 kids in it at the moment. And yeah. we take care of them from from the time they come into the home until they go into high school. And if they graduate high school with a high enough GPA, we help them get into college and pay for their college. Is this like for orphans or for disabled? Or- uh, orphans, disabled kids that the parents can't take up, take care of, um, any kind of inner city kid that their parents can't take care of, any, any kid that gets recommended that, that for some reason, you know, they don't have a... a proper upbringing somebody that can take care of them they can come into the home and and come in there are there are actual orphans but there's also kids that yeah their parents are still around they just can't be taken care of um okay that's just here in pennsylvania uh i think in um in they support whatever children's organization is currently being supported by whatever grandmaster you have so I think this, I think the last two years they've been doing the bicycle thing. Um, before that, I don't know what they did. Okay. Now, do y'all actually have like homes? Like, like now I think of homes. That's what people used to do. Is they had like, do y'all do y'all have like individual living things, or is it, is it like the homes? Um. Well, for the children's home here. Uh, it's actually uh, individual houses. Uh, we have what's okay. called our Masonic villages across the state. There's seven different villages. And in each individual village, there's different types of housing. There's like condos for people that can live on their own. There's uh, connected buildings, which are separate condos, but all in a connected building for assisted living where nurses will come in and take care of you. Um, and then we have apartment buildings, which is also assisted living, where you need a little more help than just a nurse once a day. Um, and then there's like full-on nursing home facilities and, and hospitals and that kind of stuff. Um, well, wait a minute, children's wait a minute, home. Now, okay, as I say, that sounds more like for old people, or right? Well, well, more well our children's home is housed. Our children's home is housed in the same facility. Um, our children's home is in the individual condos. 
and then we have a caretaker that lives in the house with the children. So uh, the children are spread out between houses, and we have four to six kids that live in each house with a caretaker that, that lives in the house with him, you know, gets up in the morning, cooks some breakfast, sends them off to school, does their laundry, that kind of stuff. And then when they get home... So, well, well, it does does their laundry. I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, now, this isn't like where the kids do the work for the old... This isn't like some type of child labor scam. No, right? no. These I mean, kids, that, that, okay, okay. These kids live in, in houses by themselves with a... With a a paid caretaker, like a nurse, that lives oh, with okay. them to take care of them. There, there's paid for like, by the proceeds of the widgets that they make in their free time. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no. There's, there's no. The only crossover between the children's home and the, uh, and the the elderly homes for the Masonic homes are the actual location. And like activities, oh, so cool. like if if the kids have like our 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 main Masonic home and our main children's home is Elizabethtown. Um, there's all kinds of activities buildings for the residents. So if the kids are interested in that particular activity, they can go to those activities buildings for recreational purposes. So like okay. there's a model there's a model trains building. So if the kids like model trains, they can go there and play with the model trains. If you know, there's an automotive shop, there's a wood shop. If they like those things, they can go there and learn how to do those things. That's the only kind of crossover. There's there's no the kids aren't being taken care of by the elderly, the, the and the kids aren't taking care of the elderly at all. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. That makes me feel a little better. Now if somebody wanted to donate to your fine organization, how would they do that? Uh Masonicvillages.org, I believe. Let me look it up real quick. So Tony asking the important questions. I love it. Yeah, my, my questions were not nearly yes. as important. Uh, the link is MasonicVillages.org. Uh, okay, well, my, my, my next question would be, do you have a lot of things? Okay, this gets out to Masonic. This gets back onto the gang, or I'm sorry, the, the club uh, <laughs> title. Um, are we stretching on what size bike? <laughs> Oh my I've god! Got a, we 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 were just talking about that. <laughs> the only restriction, the only restriction here in Pennsylvania is that the that the bike has to be a traditional motorcycle, so it can't be like a Can Am Sidewinder or whatever, which has seat belt no cross and a steering wheel. Okay. Oh, that sucks. You can't have like a three wheeler. Um, or, you, you no, no. You can have like a trike. You can have a trike. It just has to have handlebars. It can't have seat belts and a steering wheel. Okay. So Good. if it's like a traditional like trike, you can you can ride that as long as it's got handlebars. Um, and then it has to be able to do highway speed and keep up with the group. You know, and that, that's just a have... safety issue, so that we're not leaving anybody behind. Nobody's getting lost. That kind of thing. So um, I've got like a. I've got a 660 English style scooter bike and I just put the new streamers on and everything. Now, would I be able to ride with you? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be able to ride. With, do you have very many uphill rides or <laughs> flat? Ground? No, we Can ride all over the place. I will pass your ass up going downhill, but you'll have to wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> going uphill. 
We ride all over the place. Uh, I've traveled all over the country with the Widow's Sons. I've gotten to meet brothers from Alaska, uh, Washington, Idaho, Kansas, you know, all the whole, basically the entire country. Um, do y'all do y'all have colors? And I don't mean colored. I, seriously, I mean, do y'all have colors? Like, you know how motorcycle groups have the colors. They've got their patch, their insignia. Do you guys actually have your own? We, we, we do have a vest with patches, but we don't call it a cut or colors. Uh, it's just our vest with patches. Um, and it's okay. it, it's uh, a triangle with wings for most states. It's different in some other states based on you know the rules of that state. Each state is governed independently, just like any Grand Lodge. Now, states. If you were to walk into a... If you were to walk into a motorcycle bar wearing that jacket with your patches on it, is anybody going to give you any crap, or, or does everybody kind of know who nope. you guys are and leave you alone? Nope. Or? Uh, for the most part, everybody knows where who we are and what's going on. Uh, there are a couple of little issues here and there with one percenter groups, which are you know, you know, they're troublemakers for the most part, but. Um, they're very small and, and minor issues, you know. For ninety-eight percent of the country, we can ride anywhere, and as long as we're not picking fights with people, you know, it's it's never a problem. Um, that map that map does not add up. You said the one percenters, <laughs> and you said the ninety-eight percent of the country. There's still one percenters. One percenters is one percenters is one percenters is a term for uh, motorcycle oh. clubs that are considered outlaw. So, so one percenters would actually be a term for two percent of the motorcycle stuff. people. Okay. <laughs> so two percent of the country, but like one percent of the yeah, and even two percent is saying too much. There's like one county in one state that there's one club that causes an issue with us, and we basically just don't go into that county. That would be the county that I would ride into accidentally. Now, now what kind of mo well. Never mind. I answered my own question. I was going to say, what kind of bit. motorcycle gang that respects its credibility is going to take time to beat down a bunch of 70-year-old dudes? And then I remembered that most of the biker gangs around here, the one percenters, are like calling around oxygen tanks on their cargo racks. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, you know, for them, it's a, it's a, it's a territory thing. If, if they let somebody into their territory, it's considered weakness and you know, uh, you know, don't they know uh, who we are? I was going to say, are there, there, so that's, that's like no allowances, nobody of any kind. There are no, uh, restrictions to that rule. Right. Hmm. Well, that's and, and it's like I said, it's one place and it's, it's one county and it's, you know, it's not really an issue that we really have to worry about most of the time. Uh, when you know, it, it, if you're a member of the Widow Sons, it's immediately conveyed to you. Hey, this is this is the one problem area in the country. Just take off your vest and put it in your saddlebag for this particular area. Now, is that is it that place in Texas where all the the shootings were happening? No, about a year ago. No, it is not. Uh, on that. Oh note, yeah, that's Texas where the motorcycle. They all started shooting each other. How is it that your organization, which is relatively small in terms of appendant bodies, uh, how is it that, that the Widow Sons has had more issues with Grand Lodges than the Shrine? Um, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a misconception. Um, I don't think that we've had more issues with the Grand Lodge than the Shrine. Um, it 
if you look at it on an actual, uh, if you look at it on how many Grand Lodges have, you know, for lack of a better term, saber rattled at the shrine, I think it's it's a lot more than than well uh, have saber capita. rattled at us. Uh. No, no. I, I mean, don't. the Shrine's whole focus in life is to piss off arrogant grandmasters. Like, I'm not a Shriner, but I've just determined that as an observer. Well, like, if officially on the books, the only ones that have actually sabered rattled at us is Massachusetts um, and Michigan. Didn't you have that thing in Texas about, like, Widow's Son memorabilia and they were having trouble getting a chapter started and whatnot? No, the, the, thing, in mis the thing in Texas is a misconception. There was already a Masonic, a Masonic Riders organization in Texas when, when someone wanted to start a chapter of Widow's Sons in Texas. When it got taken to their Grand Lodge, the Grand Lodge said, oh, there's already a group here. Why not just join that group? And the guy that was trying to start the chapter didn't have a good answer. His answer was, well, I don't want to join that group. I want to join this group. And to their Grand Lodge, that wasn't a good enough answer. So they said no, and they just said, no, we're not going to support another group in the, in the state when there's already an established group. It, it's, like, it's like if somebody went and said, oh, I want to start my own Scottish Rite, or I want to start my own Shrine, or I want to start my own York Rite because I don't like the York Rite that's already here. And, and I... And it, as a Mason, I fully support Texas in their decision because they already had a Masonic organization. Um, I was part of a group that was asked a few years ago to go to Delaware uh, by a lodge in Delaware uh, by a good friend of myself, and I believe he's a friend of yours, uh, Fred. What's Fred's last name? We just call him Fred. No, he was the one that gave out all the Fred Flintstone pins on, on the subreddit. I don't remember his last name now. It's escaping me. Uh, I'm waiting on the IRC channel to pop up with it, but it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably before most of the people on IRC were around. In any case, Fred asked me to come down and talk about the Widow's Sons as a presentation in his lodge. And, you know, Delaware is so small that there were quite a few Grand Lodge guys there and we did the presentation and said, you know, hey, if you're if you're interested in starting up a widow's sons in the area, and they had quite a few motorcycle riders in that lodge, you know, hey, we'd be more than interested. And when they started the proceedings, they went to Grand Lodge, and the Grandmaster says, oh, well, there's already a Masonic organization that's for motorcycle riding. Why don't you join that? And there's only like 15 lodges in Delaware. You can ride from one side of Delaware to the other in two and a half hours. It they takes that long? Yeah. Well, that's if you're going the long way. Oh. <laughs> that's if you're going the long way. You know, it takes two and a half hours. They already had two chapters, one in the north and one in the south. So, um, when, you know, so when the Grandmaster said, oh, well, we don't want to have Widow Sons, there's already another group here that's got two established chapters. They've been around for 15 years. You should join these guys. And the, the lodge that we were in, they just didn't know about the other group. Huh. You know, so we're like, well, here's the other group. Go join them. And, you know, I personally and, and most of the guys in Pennsylvania, I, I would say all the guys in Pennsylvania, I don't know everybody's mind personally, but um, we never had any problem with that. It, it was 
you know, the, the Widow Sons is not the first Masonic motorcycle organization. We're not the only Masonic motorcycle organization. We just happen to be the biggest. And so, you all, so, so you didn't get the chapter started there, but the guys got what they were looking for. No, they got what they were looking for, and that's fine with us. If you have an organization that's up and running and it, you're getting the same uh, result as, as joining the Widow Sons, why would you join the Widow Sons? So has that ruling in Texas has that changed? I mean, is is or or no? Is that no? It it hasn't changed as far as I know, and I don't think that there's been any kind of push to change it. Uh, just because that other organization does exist, um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a. Oh, we hate the Widow Sons. The Widow Sons are horrible people. They've broken all these rules. We're going to kick them out. It was a, you know. Hey, there's already this other pre-existing group. We don't feel like chartering the Widow Sons here. That's fair, I guess. So, how many states do the Widow Sons not have chapters in? Um, honestly, I'm not exactly sure at the moment. I know that uh, I know that one of the Carolinas, and I always forget if it's North or South, doesn't have Widow Sons, and then a couple of states out west, you know, like in the, in in the Great Plains area, don't have it, but I think it's uh, last time I counted, it's like forty-five or fifty states. And I'm assuming that's because these states already have something similar there, not because. For the most part, yeah, it's either it's either they already have something there, or um, there's just there's just not enough interest from those. Okay, somebody on on. Yeah. Okay. Somebody on IRC said South Carolina has widow sons, and that is correct. So North Carolina doesn't. Um, but for the most part, it's basically you have to have enough interest to start a chapter and keep the chapter sustained for it to spread in the state. Um, you know, and that doesn't always work out. You know, you need six guys plus however many extra. And, and you know, it's like starting a lodge. If you don't have enough guys, it's not going to start up. So, at this point, the the states that don't have it either already have another group that that you know, and they don't they don't see a need for the widow sons, and for most of us, that's fine with us. And and the other states, uh, there's just not enough, you know. Like I think uh, it's either Wyoming or it's either Wyoming or Idaho doesn't have widow sons, and it's just because. The, the members that they could have are so far spread apart that they couldn't reasonably have a monthly chapter meeting. Because it's, you know, 30 miles between homes. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, when you're talking about states out there, you know, you're talking about lodges that have 10, 15 members total. Not just 10, 15 members that are showing up, but 10, 15 members total. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Tony, any other uh, inane questions about... Inane? I have been very good. I've been asking... I have been professional. I've been Father Tony. I, I have been... <laughs> what the hell? Well, I'm, I'm kind he of surprised. expertly yeah. re-asked every question we already answered before he came on. Yeah. But you should have put you should have put it on the snooze net thing. I, mean, I could have yeah. read them there. <laughs> hey, y'all, we y'all put it on the podcast cool? live. I I finally got my I finally got it. 
the hell? Nope. I just registered a name and it changed my name back again. <laughs> so getting back to Harlan's question about the, the shrine versus the Widow Sons and our having problems with Grand Lodge. Right. Most of the problems that we have with Grand Lodge is, is certain jurisdictions just not uh, listing the Grand Lodge. We don't have that problem in Pennsylvania at all. Uh, we have a very good relationship with our Grand Lodge, and, and that's also the case in quite a few other states. Uh, you know, Virginia also has a very good relationship with their Grand Lodge. I have quite a few friends in Virginia. I mean, um, ours is so good here in Pennsylvania that uh, one of us is going to be the Grand Master next year. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, the the senior, the Grand Senior Warden is a member of my chapter. And will be grandmaster next year, uh, and is a widow's son. So, you know, we have a very good relationship with our grand lodge. We've never had a problem here in Pennsylvania. Every year we do a event called the Grandmasters Ride. Um, we raise between five and fifteen thousand dollars, depending on attendance, uh, for the children's home. The grandmaster comes out with us. We do a big uh, parade with anywhere from 200 to 500 motorcycles. You know, it's a big week weekend long event. Uh, every year there's a national rally that that has anywhere from five to 700 attendees. Um, and that generally raises about $10,000 for charity for whichever state's holding it. You know, we do a lot of good things. I, I think that what gets seen in the Masonic news is is only the negative things, just like the shrine. You know, you only really see the negative things. You don't see, like, the shrine opening new hospitals and, and things like that. Um, do you all do you all do, like, poker runs and things? Yeah, we do. We do poker runs. We do dice runs. Um, we do... How do you get around the gambling... Runs. How do you get around the, the gambling prohibition on that? Uh, there isn't a gambling prohibition in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, cool. Next year, tell us that you guys drink at Lodge. No, we don't. Uh, actually, in Darn. Pennsylvania, if you take booze into a Lodge building, it is very, very bad. If it's do you have in a, the like, building, it's bad. Do you have initiations? or do, I mean, do you have ritual? Uh... Uh, there is what's called the Widow's Son's Degree. It is a... There is one. Uh, it's done once a year per state. <laughs> Uh, and once at the national rally, um, but as far as joining the, for the most part, it's uh, you petition, you ride with us for a few months in Pennsylvania. It's a minimum of three months, uh, and that's for us to make sure you're not a psycho. Uh, we have to do criminal background checks because not enough lodges do. Um, and then. You know, once we know that you're going to ride safely, that you're not a psycho, that you're not a criminal, uh, then we vote on your acceptance. When you when you're accepted, you're issued a vest with patches, um, and you're a member. And then, uh, any time after becoming a member, you can go through the initiation uh, ceremony if you choose to. But it's an optional thing. It's it's kind of like. Uh, after you join Scottish Rite, sitting through all the extra degrees, you don't have to, but you can. Or the the past master's degree. Yeah, you don't have to, I was just, but you can. 
I was thinking of what some of the allegories would be in the widow's sons. Your right thumb controls your acceleration through life. Uh, the brake oh reminds God. us to keep ourselves <laughs> from going past our due bounds. Uh, do you have some stuff like that? Yes, we do. We actually do. There is allegory. There is ritual. There is uh, there is symbolism in it. Uh, obviously, you're not a member, so I can't give you all of it, and I can't I can't go into depth about it. But there is there is ritual. There is allegory, and there is symbolism. Uh, and it it, okay. it relates it relates very close to the third degree and the obligation there. Okay. Oh, cool. They're now fighting on SnoozeNet to tell me how to figure out how to keep my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea. <laughs> Using a web client, and so the, the server <laughs> makes you register your name, or it'll keep changing it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, otherwise, so He's like, yeah, whatever like that it. means. Well, because otherwise it would be real easy to create an army of spam bots. I mean, it wouldn't be Tony if he didn't just make a different account every time he logged on instead of using a previous one. I've said, but when I go in there and try to use it again, it says I can't because it's already in use. And so I have no, someday, thousands of years from now, somebody's going to find all those usernames and wonder why. Wonder why. <laughs> thousands of years uh, from now, IRC will still exist. <laughs> You know what? That's uh, the funny thing. It probably still will because it's been around since '85 and it's still here. I thought it was new. I thought that's. I thought that's why everybody went to it because everybody else wasn't already there. No, IRC has been around since 1985. It was the first chat client on the internet. Wow. Which yeah, I mean, and and for and some and reason, technology terms, thirty years it. might as well be a, a couple thousand years. Yeah. Mm. Hey Harlan, uh, Bruce. Yes. Did you have Did you happen to tell our listening audience about our sign catastrophe? Not yet. The, no, the, we the were sign apocalypse. Discussing earlier whether we should the, talk about that on the, the show. sign ellipse. Uh, yeah, we so we got in trouble a while back uh, from our city because you know the code enforcement people discovered our sign, uh, which we was didn't built get in trouble. The city called us clandestinely and says, "Hey, dudes, you need to fix your sign." It, it, it was built in like the, the 70s and it was out. It, it's way too close to the road because we didn't have zoning rules back then. It's, it's illegal too, in every way. <laughs> it's too big for the code. Um, and it was, it hadn't been touched since like the 70s. So it's, it was a wooden sign. It was like falling apart. Some kids had beat it to death with a baseball bat 20 years ago. It wasn't grandfathered in. It was great grandfathered in. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we finally broke down, and uh, Brother Squared spent some time in elbow grease, and the the lodge coughed up some money to rebuild the thing and get some really really nice metal faces printed up to to put on either side of it. And we had some lights well, that well, we hadn't installed well, yet. Wait a minute. Uh, now, now it took six months to go through the marketing process to find out how big the sign was going to be as far as the breakfast and how big yeah. the Easter oh, yeah. star like could be. There were several lodge the, meetings where that was the yeah, biggest was, topic of discussion was yeah. this. Sign. I just say, yeah, don't, don't downplay it. There was a yeah. lot 20, of meetings. 20, over. 
made one of his alt names on our Slack channel, I am the new sign. I, uh, the yes. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. You mean you changed the topic of discussion in a lodge meeting from arguments over what dinner was to arguments over a sign? Well, actually, in our lodge... How dare you change tradition? <laughs> because, Nathan, as I'm sure you understand, it's a thing we had to spend money on, and... Yes. A lot of money, actually. Wait, you spent money on this thing? Right. Yeah. Why was I not notified of this? <laughs> Quite a bit. Uh, you, you didn't see, we, we had to publish it in the uh, Masonic newsletter in every jurisdiction before we were allowed to vote on it. it. It took a long time. You should read your local Masonic newspaper. Would have been easier uh, to read. The Pennsylvania Freemason, I think, is what we put it in for you. Uh Oh. I didn't get my copy this month. I'm going to have to write the Lodge Secretary Harlan and, and complain. Wait a minute. I have to... Anyway, Harlan. I, down I, I, you're done anyway, we put it in yourself. there that our Lodge was looking to spend money. You, you didn't get the notice, so... Um, but we spent the money. Uh, we got the sign done, I guess, at the end of January, somewhere in February. I, I don't remember. It was cold. Uh, he had me come out at some point and help him pry off like the old metal... <laughs> And we sliced our hands up doing it because we're amateurs and it's old, rusty aluminum and had to get tetanus shots. We got aluminum it up. doesn't rust. It was looking great. Uh, and, and we were waiting to install the lights until it warmed up because, well, you know, oh, forget oh, that. Oh, oh, time out for just a second. The, it was looking great is up for, is up for uh, what you call it, discussion. When it, when it was all said and done, we had a little bitty Masonic emblem on it, and we had a four-foot-high eat breakfast here sign. Yeah. Yes, it was a pancake breakfast sign that mentioned our lodge. That was sponsored by the base. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did it say pancake breakfast with B-R-E-F-F-I-S? <laughs> uh, no, it was actually – so most people here can't read, so it was just a picture of some steaming pancakes <laughs> and an arrow. Um <laughs> But a five dollar bill. We we had it all together, and Brother Square was real proud of the work he'd done on it, and we were kind of glad that the whole matter was over. And then earlier this week, at about two a.m., some uh, ja <clears throat> uh, young man uh, was hot dogging for his friends uh, over at the transmission shop across the street, and lost control of his big suburban and plowed through our sign and the other sign, which was on a cast iron pole. Uh, like five feet in the ground and just completely destroyed like the whole area and then took off. So uh, I don't know who thinks that you could do that to a Masonic Lodge or even like a church or something for that matter and not realize that in an organization like that, there's, there's going to be politicians and lawyers and private investigators and police officers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it took about 24 to 36 hours for uh, our, our local lodge brother slash police officer um, to help the guy on duty hunt this guy down. Um, and then when they found him, uh, he was like, well, I, it was two in the morning and I, I just I was going to call them and, and take care of it. Um, anyway, so they told them. You know, trying to give the kid a break. Like, you can go over there and make it right. And if you don't, we'll go ahead and pull this warrant because with all the damage you did, that's a felony charge. And, you know, you're a 22, 21 year old kid with a job. We don't really want to do that to you. So he came over to the breakfast and we had spent all morning from like 
five thirty, six o'clock when, when we started cooking breakfast uh, till he got there at like 10 arguing over what we wanted to settle with this guy for uh, because uh, one of our guys is a contractor and he did a quote of what it would cost him as a contractor to, to fix it because, you know, the first time was free. The first time we're all volunteers and it's just materials. But when someone destroys it, it's, it's not free anymore was, was what we were thinking. So he came up with this figure, and then we decided, you know, if we just got the materials to fix it, which mostly is printing those metal sign faces again, um, you know, we it'd be like $1,000, and we may not even fix the sign. We might just use that money and put it towards a nicer one that we probably should have done in the first place. So I explained this to him when he showed up about, look, we're cutting you a big break. Here's what this would cost if we had to take you to court or don't deal with your insurance. And we just went to take $1,000. And then he started belly aching about how he can't afford that. So we bent over again to tell him, you know, you can make payments on it. Um, but if you miss a payment, you know, uh, our lawyer is coming after you and it's going to be for the full amount. So he seemed good with that. And then the next day, he starts blowing up my phone about how his contractor buddy looked at all that and doesn't think that it's anything but lumber that needs to be replaced and that we're just trying to rip him off and et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. Like I kind of want to nail him to the wall cause he's, he's being an ass at this point, but I really don't want to fool with it. Like it's pun intended there. Yes. It's a few thousand dollars. I don't, I don't want to, I just don't want to go through like I do this for a living and I really hate this kind of stuff, but I mean, it's looking like that's what I'm going to have to do. And uh, I talked to brother squared about, Hey, if he came out and fixed the sign, you know, would that work? And he was like, no, those were brand new and now they're bent all to hell. He's not just going to nail them back up there. We're getting new sign faces. So he's not caving on it. And he's the chairman of our social club that paid for it. So, um, either I'm going to have to, to shake this guy down or you know we'll have to uh well we'll have to deal with it with the police and the authorities and which is no problem for I'm brother sure. squared or the master of our lodge because you know they're not the ones that have to do it bruce i mean so uh <clears throat> long story short what's gonna happen is sometime next january when it's three foot deep in snow Harlan's going to be out there putting up our new side again. <laughs> Probably. And Tony will have a new name on Slack that's I am the new new sign. <laughs> yes. New, um, better, improved. The bigger, better sign. Yeah. I think we should use four inch steel posts set in about six foot of concrete. Next time the sucker runs into them, they'll know about it. It was a cast iron pole, like back when they made such oh, that things one pole. in the 60s. Set that like one pole. five or six feet in the ground, man. He moved that one pole. It was leaning perspicuously. Yes. Oh, it did a number on his car. I saw photos from the police. Uh, they found his car hidden away in his garage. He drove a different car back to work. Um, <laughs> and the police have some pictures. It destroyed that Suburban, like. Just destroyed it. Oh, man. That, that makes me sad because I love Suburban. Convince him to take it up with his insurance. We go through them. We get well, what we want, and he doesn't have to worry about uh, not being able to come up with the money. He's apparently 
I don't know why he wants to avoid that so much. Uh, I have a feeling it's because he doesn't have insurance. Um, one way or another, we'll we'll figure that out. We're, we're I mean, Mike made it rather clear that uh, we were we're we're gonna get our money for sign faces one way or another. So, <sighs> yep, that's our sign saga. Um, it was much more dramatic when it was happening because while the police were looking for him, we also had our amateur private investigators out talking to neighbors and local businesses and whatnot, also hunting this guy down. And it was kind of that, uh, oh man, you done, you done smack the Illuminati kind of thing going on. Yeah, but yep. it was, it was, but it was in a Keystone Cops kind of way. Yes, well, there's that. Or Reno 911. <laughs> Because sure. I'm following all this saga on Slack, and the guy, two o'clock in the morning, the guy that owns another business across the street, seen it happen, and the conversation was that some guy in a white car pulled up and talked to the guy in the suburban. And so one of the brothers on Slack says, "Who asked the question?" The the white car asked the asked a question. So it wasn't the shop owner that asked the question. No, the shop owner. I mean, all of a sudden it was just like, "Who's on first? What?" It doesn't matter who asked the question. <laughs> yes. That though, I mean, it was. I do. It was our our whole Slack channel. There's pages and pages of the uh, the hunt for whoever this guy was, and then uh, for red suburban. Yes. Yes. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff that happened. And, and then, of course, like when we first got the word of it, uh, Brother Squared is doing the 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 palms up, like, come on. Like almost cartoon like because he hadn't even put the new lights up yet which I guess is a good thing now because those were very expensive and he doesn't have to replace those it's almost comical that sign sat there looking so ugly for, for 30 years <laughs> and then as soon as we get the new one up it just gets plowed yes. right through I'm waiting on the call from the code enforcement people again <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much is that going to suck if we like if this guy ends up paying and we get the sign up and then they come through and they're like, you can't have this sign here. This is a new sign. You have to follow well, that's the rules, the, move it away from the road. That's the other thing is because he completely destroyed it. Technically, um, <coughs> that means it's been demolished. And with non-conforming things like that in the zoning code, once they've been demolished, you can't just put them back uh, without going and getting the proper variances and permits, etc. Um it loses its grandfather's status. When it's destroyed. <coughs> That's why we didn't tear it down the first time. We just stripped everything off, but the posts, uh, so we could get around the rules because they're never going to give us a permit to have that sign there. I mean, it sits like two feet off the right of way and, uh, it, it's gargantuan. I think the, the sign limit is, yeah, what is it here? It's like 20 square feet. And that thing is probably, uh, like 60 to 80 square feet. <laughs> makes me wonder if those rules don't exist so that people who lose control over their vehicle and go 10 feet off the road don't go plowing through a sign, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Well, that, that would be part of it, uh, except this guy didn't just hit our non-conforming sign. He also destroyed our legal sign, um, which is the no, one that actually has the square and compass and you know the, the lodge name over here. Uh, that sit, sits back off the road on that cast iron post, suspended like 15 feet in the air. 
those rules exist, Bruce, because generally your sign permit costs more than your building permit. That's why. Oh, that too. And if you got to get a variance for a sign, oh my God. Like when McDonald's wants to put their sign up on the pole, it's always it's always outside of local codes, and you can extract thousands, thousands, of, thousands of dollars from McDonald's. So they yeah, can the get a permit. Five hundred dollars. The cost to put it up was ten thousand. <laughs> but we'll get that taken care of. Uh, our lodge has a incredible amount of sway over our local planning and zoning office. So, for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, can I tell my story? Work. Can, what? Can I tell my story, Harlan, Bruce? That, that hey, depends. Does it involve mustard? Maybe. I don't know. Actually, I had mustard today, as a matter of fact. We know you so. did. <laughs> Nothing uh, with it. You just hey, sprayed it in a bag. Hey, and hey uh, what's that mall place that has that little stuff? They always they're always there at Christmas. Um, oh, they Bob, not Bob Evans. What's it called? It's the farm place, um, and they sell like all these. They're extremely expensive, and they sell all these weird kind of. Oh, I have no idea what I'm talking I about. Have no idea you? what you're talking about. No, place I don't think we stuff. ever know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> My wife every year for Christmas gets me a jar of mustard, and it's a special mustard. It's like. <laughs> Y'all talk among yourselves. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> okay. He's going to find the jar of mustard. So yes, this is and it's it's in head. it's in his floor safe, so he has to open it up. Oh, he's, is he getting the Dijon? It's the fancy kind, is what yeah. he was talking about. It's very. He only expensive. does that for public cam shows. Kind of mustard. I don't know if it's what he's talking about, but I do know there is a booth at our uh, local state fair every year that sells really good mustard. I don't remember the name of the brand or anything, but uh, it's really good. All right. He is back. This is how it goes at Lodge every meeting about halfway through. Uh, when Tony stands up and tells the master, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. And then, and then he comes in with a jar of mustard. Yes. And the rest of it is highly secret. Hmm. No, that's not the one I was talking about. Tony, I was just telling him there is a uh, a booth at our uh, state fair every year that sells mustard, and I don't remember what the name of it is. It's not that one. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about, though? They, they have a bunch of different kinds. They sell, like, probably 20 different kinds of mustard, and they're there every yes, year. Yes, I do. I've seen them there probably every, for the last five would years. You go, really good mustard. When you go there, you want to buy some of their horseradish mustard. It, okay. Awesome. Oh, my God. It will, it, it'll clean your sinuses and... Uh, Makes a good personal lubricant. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's way too expensive oh, for that. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. Uh, Hickory Farms. Every year for Christmas, my wife. If you're on the YouTube channel right now watching, you'll see that I'm holding up a can, of, a jar of Hickory Farms mustard. This is part of my special supply that my wife gets me every year, and uh, and I actually got it and opened it up for the first time this year. He's not pouring that in the bag of potato chips. That's no, regular Heinz. No. That's, that's premium grade, sir. Yes. Yeah. So I wasn't. I wasn't. He scrapes that mustard in the lines. He he scrapes that mustard in the lines. It snorts it. <laughs> you all think I make this stuff up, but no, it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
and yes, the Malkias mustard and sausage is surprisingly good. Yeah, he, um, was the, he was the chaplain, and he was always standing up talking about that that Jesus fellow and faith, like a mustard seed or something, and then and then he'd pull <laughs> out the mustard, and it was. I, I don't see how faith in Jesus have anything to do with mustard, but okay. There's some some. That's a famous verse. Uh-oh. Yeah, something about go. mustard seeds and faith and spraying mustard on the mountain or something like that. It was. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So what happens? I've if got you... a whole jar. I've got a whole jar of mustard that hasn't done me a bit of good. Well, it moves uh, mountains, all right. <laughs> Uh, I got the faith no. of a mayonnaise seed, Tony. How about that? Uh, Manny? <laughs> mayonnaise seed. A mayonnaise <laughs> seed. A mayonnaise seed would be an egg. Ah, okay. That's why you don't want to take like potato salad with made with mayonnaise to like summer picnics and stuff. Because the eggs would go bad on you. So, anyway, um, anyway, I wanted to tell, say thank you to you guys, uh, to Harlan, and especially your your Harlan's wife. Uh, she came by the house one day uh, and helped me out. Um, I've been gone for the last three or four weeks, and my wife uh, had an illness, and uh, it was an extremely bad illness. She spent nine days in the hospital, uh, and I just want to say that while I was there. Uh, called, checked on me, different brothers called, asked if there's anything they can do. Uh, Harlan came up to the hospital, and he was the first one up there, actually, and brought a, a little potted plant. My wife still has that, and she just it just lit her up when she's seen it and thinks about it. So uh, she's doing better now. She's still got a long road to recovery. Uh, but uh, I just want to say thank you guys for that, and uh, I really do appreciate that. There now, all that's done, and that's there. That's uh, that's what we're here for. I, I, I uh, we appreciate that. I know that's a uh, that's a harder thing to do than it seems like uh, when you yes. talk about stuff like that. I, I did the same thing on the show a few weeks back with my son. Then you're always worried you're going to forget somebody or or do something. But but uh, having been on the other side, I I could say that I I understand and appreciate it. Um, but that's that's what brothers are here for, most of us. Surprising, uh, surprisingly enough, what my wife had and what your son had was basically similar. the same. And, yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. same thing. And it was a uh, it's a, that that was a serious time. Yeah, you know what the common denominator there is, don't you? That would be you. Well, I was going to say you, but uh, <laughs> either you've been worse. over my house, either you've been over my house, or I've been over yours. Or so, Bruce has what? been to both of our homes while we're at work. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce does have the opportunity during the day to visit many houses. He, he does deliver some packages. <laughs> yeah. some stamps. Well, while we're on while we're on the note of thanks, I'd like to say thanks to you guys and to all the guys in IRC. Uh, I was gone for over a year, and when I came back, it was like I really hadn't been gone, other than everybody busting my chops for being gone for so long. Uh, yeah, you can always bank on that. Oh, yeah. The first thing somebody said to me was, oh, my God, you're not dead? <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was Coldcraft said that. And then uh, SKAS, he, he came in with the same thing. Dude, we thought you were dead. <laughs> oh, 
yeah. we were on the other side of the world for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. But you, thanks you, to everybody you, that, that did welcome me back. Uh, you know, it did mean a lot to me that, you know, I've, I've been gone a long time and nobody's forgotten me. Everybody's like, hey, how you been? And, and it's it's like I wasn't gone at all. So it's, it's been great. You should be uh, proud of that, Nathan. At our lodge, if it's a new visitor and nobody really knows the guy or anything, we're very polite and hi, how are you? A sign of endearment at our lodge is for us to just rib the shit, the, the crap out of you. So if, if we're giving you 10 kinds of cane and, and hitting you hard, that means we really, really like you. Oh, yeah. Well, one of my first nights back, I was Boston Harlan's Chops, and, and one of the newer guys that had joined the IRC after – I had been gone. Was like, oh my god, why are you being so mean to him? I thought you were a brother. <laughs> I says, no. Me and Harlan have been friends for like I don't know four years now. Yeah, you know, I'm just messing with him. The IRC channel uh, actually predates this show, uh, and this show has been on for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys started that, and God. 13 i think yeah uh just about four years now um because we predated the show almost a year Uh, i saw the post uh when soulfire announced it and i was like hells yeah and i jumped over there and there were there was four of us counting counting chancer so yeah it was you me chance and uh kyle uh soulfire uh, it has grown now. Uh, Bruce, just so you know what you're missing out on, I am looking, and there are currently 38 users on the IRC channel. By the way, by the way, I want to complain that I still don't have ops again. I was a founder, and I don't have ops. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> I know you can't. You can't do it. I just, that stuff? I just went, no. Well, like, I was gone for over a year, so they, like, I had it registered, and they just took it away because I was gone for so long. And I don't, I don't really care. I just want to mess with Coldcraft and the other ops because I've been messing with them for like two weeks now since I've been back. Let me see who's the actual owner now. Uh, oh, Soulfire is... It says Soulfire is still the owner. Has he logged in? To... Is he still listed as the owner? I may be able to get my ops back then without even oh. trying. Let me check. I may Soulfire. be able to just use my password. June 29th of 2014. Last seen April 12th of 2017. Holy hell. Yeah. Well, he's logged in. He's just not like logging into this channel. But you could probably get him to uh, put you back then since he's... I could put myself back then. If he's still listed as an op, I could put three out myself. He's he's not just the op. He's the the chancer boss, the the owner. He can override everybody. Which is scary because, you know, I've been yelling about him on the show every now and again about those lap dances. He still owes me from three years yes, ago. Yes, he does. He still owes you, what, like six or seven? Something uh, like that, yes. Yeah. And then he, for some reason, he, he promised you a lap dance from me, which would probably break your legs. I mean, I have lost weight. I've lost uh, 100 pounds. So. I'm not that worried about it. I think all that time you spend on the motorcycle means there's, uh, there's enough of a, a space that's uh oddly hurtful but, okay <laughs> every time i think of motorcycles you guys don't get like uh 
you guys don't get like saddle legs after so long, like like the old uh, cowboys did, where you you walk with that. Uh, with your no, because you, you, a, a cowboy, you're sitting astride the horse with your legs straight down. <laughs> a motorcycle, you're you're basically sitting with your legs forward. Well, at that least, depends. At on least on a bigger on a bigger bike, a smaller behind bike, you're sitting with your legs you. down behind you, but they're yeah. still nowhere near as far apart as as a horse. Yeah. A horse, you're talking three, four feet apart, depending on the size of the horse. You know, a motorcycle, you're talking a foot and a half. Well, Nathan, I have a question for you. Every time I think of motorcycle riders, I think a half sack. He was on the show uh, way back. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a big widow son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he only has one. He only has one testicle, uh, and so every time I think of motorcycle riders, I think of all of you all as only having one testicle. So is that true? <laughs> no, Do most of you have both. A, that is not true. I have both. I thought it had something to do with riding the bike and bouncing. And no, uh, most bikes, most bikes is very comfortable for that. Uh, now, really, the bikes they call crotch rockets, not exactly yeah. comfortable for that. Yep. That's I rode from. That. Here to, I rode from here to. Well, never mind. I don't want to make distance easy, but uh, it was a good, good fourteen-hour drive if you did it straight. And I did it on, on a uh, Japanese bike. And Ooh. yes, uh, you had to have numb crotch. That's why they call it numb crotch. Yeah. Since we're in that, since we're in that area, though, I will talk to you about something we call crotch rot or monkey butt. Yes. Because you are essentially sitting on top of a hot engine. So you ever had like a real hot, humid day? You get a little, you know, cheesy down there? Yeah, like uh, Bruce and his, his milk truck in the summer. Yeah, so imagine sitting on, imagine sitting on top of an engine for 500 miles. Yep. And then getting off. And stand up straight with your legs together and feeling that squish. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful feeling, ain't it? Wonderful thought process there. So, uh, so the bike I had was was water cooled, which means even when you're going down the interstate, the heat is all blowing out of those side radiators by your legs. It's not air cooled enough to. Yeah. And so it didn't matter if you were on the road or if it was a nice 60-degree day. It, you still had that happen. Yep. And it doesn't matter if it's an air-cooled engine or water-cooled. You're still cooking. You're still cooking. Yep. Yep. Um, I did enjoy it thoroughly, and I, I probably would be riding with the Suns today, but uh, I think I've told my sob but story been before whipped. about how I, I sold my bike in the winter, and I was going to uh, – I was upgrading – uh, but then the guy that I was upgrading with, so I was buying his bike, and he backed out of the deal. So I thought, whatever, I'll just buy another one in the spring with the money I made selling mine. And then spring came, and I got married, and I don't have to tell you the rest of the story about uh, there's still speaking not a motorcycle of, in my bike, garage. Speaking of bikes, I have one for sale. You want to buy it? Since, um, since you do want to ride with us, there is a local chapter to you. My wife complains daily about living in my small house that I feel like is a mansion compared to where I grew up. But uh, with two kids and a wife, it's it's pretty cramped. So if I buy anything that's not a house, uh, it's probably going to be bad. Or, you know, you could grow a pair. Uh, I could, but that's kind of how I got in the mess of the, the two kids and the wife and the... Yeah. 
I let the pair do too much thinking. Dun, 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 he does still have the sweet jacket though, which used to be hanging on the uh, door there behind. Oh, yeah, him. I think my he uh, he my Joe Rocket jacket. Yep, yep. This was a while ago. I was still in college, so I rode my bike all over campus, and you know, back then. You're still in college now. Nah, I've been out for four years, six months. Four years. I graduated law school. No, I didn't. Three years ago. Sorry. Yeah, you were still in college when we met, and for like a year after that. Yeah, but that was my second time. You were still in college. You were still in college when you started After Lodge. I was, but it was the second go around. I went back between eleven and fourteen to get a law degree because you know I'm an idiot. So, yeah. I graduated the first time in 09. And then, and then when you finished the law degree, you said you were going to go become a programmer, and that never happened. Wait, what? Yeah, you did. You did. For like, I would, for like I three would, weeks, you were like, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be a programmer. But, but I was a programmer before I was a lawyer. <laughs> My undergrad degree is in computer engineering. I, that, that's, what yeah, I did. I, I, that's why it didn't make any sense to me. Okay. I don't, um, I don't know. I just remember that's what you said. Oh, because I, I didn't hate that, uh, whereas I pretty much hate being a lawyer. It's, uh, it's not a thing that I enjoy like I thought I would. Um, but now I have to pay for that degree, so I'm kind of stuck doing it because that's how I make the money to pay for the degree that it turns out I probably didn't want in the first place. But you make money, so you can buy this motorcycle. If only he could program law and make twice the money. Uh, I'm working on that, actually. That's my super secret uh, business you venture. Program law programs. Yes, uh, that's exactly uh, my pet evening project, uh, which is getting very little attention of late because the little guy I was holding before the show likes to see his daddy and his sister likes to see her daddy. And Well, that is what it can, is. Can you stop saying daddy? It's a little creepy. Nah. I mean, it's not creepy when it's kind of get me. It's kind of get me turned on a little bit. You need to stop. Oh, well, hold on. We're almost done with the show. We'll, in the wrong we'll, context. We'll pick this up later. <laughs> oh, if you're thinking of that kind of daddy, I ain't got nearly enough money for that. I mean, y'all are gonna call make Tony daddy. jealous over here. Tony's big daddy right here. Yeah, I was just well, say, call could, me daddy. Call me daddy. We could go the Bruce route. Tony, maybe. you're a little old for that. I might call you Papa. Oh, uh, Poppy, Poppy. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that, is that is so creepy. That is my official term to my grandkids is Poppy. This, this guy shows up in his big Donald Trump Dodge Ram at night next to the elementary school and he's out flying his drone and he's wearing like this long black overcoat and a black scarf and this black ball cap that says Poppy on it. <laughs> Aviator goggles. <laughs> Gosh. All right, oh, yeah. hey, Nathan. I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Oh, I, it was just a side story talking about toys and stuff. This past week, we had a big propane show down in Nashville. I had to go down there and do the trade show thing and all that. We had a big booth. And as part of the booth, our booth had a fishing theme. You know, we all I bought all the guys fishing vests and we had fishing poles to give away and and all that type of stuff. So anyway, it was a big deal. As part of the decor of the booth, I thought, remember those, uh, remember the flying shark that I brought into the After Lodge show one day and the, the flying yes. fish? Yes. To hook up a couple of those flying fish above our booth and, and then and make them swim around in the air above us. I didn't tie the fishing string to one of them enough and it got away from me and it got out of radio range. 
And so right now in the Music City Center Conference Center, there's still a flag fish stuck up in the rafters. <laughs> anyway, that's just yeah. I'm afraid I may have to pay for that. You guys didn't tell me he was Hank Hill talking about propane and propane accessories. That's him. Uh, yes. That's me. Yeah. That's that's what he does. He prefers Poppy Hill though. Poppy Hill. So, so I'm sorry, Bruce. You were getting ready to say something. Well, I was just going to say to Nathan before we uh, wrap up the show here. If there's anything else about Widow's Sons you want to say, any uh, you know, any, any uh, um, you want to dispel or anything like that, now is your now is your box, sir. I I think there are misconceptions about the Widow's Sons. You know, a lot of guys see shows like Sons of Anarchy and they. You know, they think we're drunks and idiots on motorcycles, and that's not the case. We do a lot of good work. We do a lot of charity. Um, a lot of us are very active in our lodges, very active in ritual. You know, um, <clears throat> Harlan, you know, first met me on Reddit and on IRC through, you know, ritual and the MRF and that kind of stuff. I'm an active member in that. I'm an active member in uh, the local in the Pennsylvania Lodge of Masonic Research, uh, which is similar to the MRF for Pennsylvania. Um, you know, so a ton of us are past masters. A ton of us are lodge officers. We're just like every other brother. We're not out there getting drunk and doing stupid stuff. That's very few minority, just like it's a minority of Shriners. It's a minority of any brother. Um, and if anybody does ride and is interested in joining, you know, please get in contact with me on Reddit is Mitos on fit or on uh, <clears throat> on IRC is Mitos on Facebook is Nathan Lewis, and I'll point you to the closest chapter that's to you. And and uh, it, it is a good organization, uh, and I, I think you would enjoy it very much. You know that. In a classic case of knowing your audience, um, all of those things are not going to help sell the After Lodge listeners on the Widow Sons. You're, you're supposed to tell them it's all cocaine and hookers and chicanery. Oh, That's how you get members yeah. from the show. You know, it's, we're going to go start our own motorcycle group with blackjack and hookers. And there you, you know, don't they, forget they the motorcycle in Texas. group. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it is a good organization. Does a lot for charity. It's a lot about brotherhood and fellowship. And and if that's something you're interested in, I I do encourage everyone to look into it. And even if you don't ride a motorcycle, we are always looking for volunteers to help us out with our charity events and and anything like that. Seems like a good group. It does. Um, and I I can't talk about the widow sons without uh, every time this subject comes up, I have to uh, remind everybody that my favorite Mason of all time uh, was a widow son. Oh, yes. He was very, very big into that organization uh, and the shrine and well, everything he did, he did big. Uh, but uh, here's a shout out to Billy. We really miss that guy. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, tasteful memorial. I think you guys still have it on the widow sons website. Um, that guy was uh, something else. Yeah, uh, we, actually, the we day he went out, he was on his motorcycle um, doing stuff for the widow sons. After he yeah. visited some of our widows in the hospital, he was on his way to hand out flyers for one of your fundraisers. Yeah, we we all miss him, and uh, he is he is a big he was a big part, and we do miss him. Uh, he's remembered in our prayers at every 
major event, just like all of our brothers are. Um, sadly, we have buried a few, and uh, you know, due to different reasons, age and accidents and things like that. So yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna go, you should go doing what you love, and that's uh, that's what he did. So, uh, on that down note. <laughs> Sorry, it, it really does come up every time someone mentions the Widow Sons. I can't avoid it. It's almost a show staple now. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it is a, a worthwhile organization. Um, I'm hoping that you guys don't take part in the Harlan Bruce beatdown that our uh, Deputy Grandmaster is probably trying to organize. As we speak. Um, <laughs> we probably deserve it. We are making a lot of trouble locally, but that's what our lodge does, so... Because we're prominent, Harlan. Remember? Yes, prominent. That's Nathan, that's the Nathan word I'm looking so. for. That's that's what that means. So that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prominent. Prominent. <laughs> prominent. We're all gonna get thrown out. Podcast. Yeah, we're all gonna get thrown out in about ten minutes. <laughs> oh well, I mean, the show's probably not gonna air for at least another twenty-four hours. So. Yeah, but it's live on YouTube, so we're definitely getting thrown out in ten minutes. It is, but only the people in the IRC channel and. Uh, when we all get tossed, I think everybody in IRC will be expelled from Massachusetts as well. So. Well, I, I hate to say it, but uh, Brother Gammon may or may not be in the IRC. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh -oh. so, yeah. Well, suppose that's it. So on that note... Um, it's a good run. Yeah, I, uh, I guess this is the part where I should uh, apologize for screwing up our very special guest last week. Um, more special than other special guests, I suppose. Uh, I had a business thing come up and couldn't make it, and I am still trying to reschedule, but that guy is so busy that that might have been our once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So uh, I'm going to try to get our surprise guest back. Uh, and if I don't, then none of you will know who it is, and so you won't be that disappointed. We'll find a spot. Who was it? Somewhere. Huh? Who was it? A very prominent voice in online masonry. Except oh. actually, so he was. So he's going to get kicked out too. Uh, I don't know how he hasn't already. Actually, uh, to be honest, it's kind of interesting how that hasn't happened yet. Uh, it might be that thing where once you have so much notoriety, then the powers that be become somewhat afraid of tossing you. I don't want to make a martyr out of him. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyway, we're working on uh, working on pulling that guy back in. Uh, I am trying to reschedule, and Nick worked really hard to get that, that gig for us, and so now it's all on me to put it back. Uh, but next week, we will be joined by uh, Brother Brian Simmons, um, and that's all of the upcoming announcements I have, actually. I thought I had more. So check out your local Widow Sons chapter if you are a writer. And otherwise, come visit us next week. Midos, it's uh, or Nathan, one way or the other, same name. Uh, it's good having you back, man. Uh, the pleasure, IRC sir. is good be livelier back. because of you. Uh, make sure that you tell Kyle to put your little at sign back and that I also haven't forgot about my lap dances. I will do. All right. Is there, uh, is there anything else? Anybody? Brothers uh, in the Google Hangouts of the North and the South. Sounds like a no. All right. It seems that uh, 
Silence prevails in all channels. All right, thanks for listening to episode 164 of the After Lodge podcast. The prominent, most prominent of prominent Masonic podcasts. Oh, dude. dude. Did you see what happened to Alex Jones this week? Really? Really? No. Okay. No, I did not. I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> Uh, you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. You can find us on IRC at irc.snunet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And, of course, if for some reason you're just afraid of the goodness that is IRC, uh, the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Uh, the soon-to-be-heavily-moderated After Lodge subreddit. So don't get any ideas. Till next week, brothers. We'll see you on the other side.